0: Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with your trio of hosts, Jason Graves, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janung. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So let's blaze. Here's your hosts, Jason, Rob, and Mike.
1: Hey, it's the Blazing Grace Show. This is Jason Graves along with Rob McIntyre. Hey. Hey. <laughs> A.K.A. Rocky right. and, uh, Yo, Adrian. and our uh, our sidekick Mike Janung. Hello, hey. Mike. How's it going? Yo. Pretty good. Adrian. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Goodness. Well, we are ready to go uh, into battle here today. So, uh, Collect me, Paulie. That's right. We're we're gonna we're gonna cut to the heart of the issue of rescuing sex workers from the industry and making them a mission field and of course we've got part two here we're welcoming back to the show shelly lubin and annie lobert hello ladies
2: hi hi
1: welcome back
2: thank you so much thank for having you. us
1: absolutely well it was a great show last week and of course we want to continue the discussion last week we talked about how important it was for us as christians to really uh, look at our judgmentalism uh when it comes to looking down upon people in the sex worker industry whether that's uh, porn stars or uh, you know, erotic film workers or uh, people who are in magazines or people who are prostitutes or working in uh, strip clubs, etc. It's important for us to be in prayer. It's important for us to be transparent about our own experiences. And it's also important to give acceptance. Because after all, didn't God accept us right yep. where we were? Right. You know, yep. Didn't He love us right in our sin? Yeah, you know uh,
2: while we were sinners. Absolutely.
1: So I want to kind of, uh, I want to kind of talk a little bit about Annie. You know, we've got this idea that we told you about, where we want to actually go and contact a, 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 a prostitute and have her come on the show and talk about her experiences and everything. But I'm kind of curious if we in the church are going to minister to people in those places. Generally speaking, how do we need to be in terms of approaching them? Or more importantly, how do we need to respond when they come to us, Annie? You
3: know, it's it's a good question. Um, you know, the main thing is is the girls don't need to hear, and and men for that matter, because there are there are male prostitutes here in Vegas. Uh-huh. Um, they don't need to hear what they're doing wrong, because trust me, they right. know it. Right. Okay. Right. And that that's something that that um that's gonna drive them away. Right. Um, what what the ministry needs to address is, you know, are your feelings hurt? Mm -hmm. Are you really happy doing what you're doing? Do you like your life? Mm -hmm. Um, That would bring out, you know, at least a a level of, um, you know, awareness where, you know, a light could be shined on their life and they could actually see, you know, maybe if someone really loved them like the church, they could actually get out of it and they would have someone that would love them as a family. Because a lot of these people, they don't even have families. Right. I mean, their families are other girls that are working, Mm -hmm. the madams, you know, whatever men they have in their lives. Their families are even their their Johns and their dates, their clients. Right. Um, And so, if they had an extended family of a church that would just love them unconditionally, right. um, That would really, I know that that would change their heart for the people in the church.
1: Absolutely. So we have to focus on the feelings. We have to really care about their heart. Yes. And we have to eschew condemnation. We can't talk about. Those types of things that are going to make them feel ashamed because they already feel ashamed, right, and so right. they're going to run from that. And then, lastly, what you're saying is, be their family. Yeah. Invite um, them over for Thanksgiving yeah. or Easter. Right? You know, I mean, I was so upset a couple of years ago when I was talking with uh, some in-laws, and they were talking about how they had uh, a cousin on the other side of their family that was homosexual. And I said, Oh, okay. Well, so are you guys, you know, drawing near to them as Christians? And they said, Well, we we made it. Uh, we made it. Clear that she could never come over to our house with her partner. And I'm just thinking, what is that? I mean, what was it going to make the mashed potatoes and gravy taste worse? Wow. You know right. what I mean? Give <laughs> right. me a break. Well, some I mean, are so okay wait a minute. Okay, children.
2: so but I mean, those, that couple knows not to act sexual or weird in front of the children. Right. Absolutely, Most
1: absolutely. I mean, come, give me a break, right? Okay, so yeah. and these people that wasn't even their situation. They had older children. Oh, the thing is, sedgmental. is could you imagine if Jesus? Went into the bars that he hung out with, and and if right. he said, listen, uh, if you're going to sit in that stool next to me, uh, I need you to uh, give up your sin first.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd have a great
1: ministry then, wouldn't he?
2: He <laughs> yeah, He would eat with a prostitute. Right. And I have done some uh, cultural background studies on what exactly what goes on in those type of... Um, when he eats with them, mm-hmm. he, they actually recline on pillows. They didn't sit, they recline. So right. imagine reclining next to prostitutes. Right. No wonder the Pharisees is, what are you doing?
1: Exactly. They were freaked out because they were tied down yeah. by the law. Okay. So um, as a church then, Annie, you're saying you know, we need to focus on their heart, focus on their right, feelings. Right. Do you like your life? Are you happy? Because what did God say? He came that we might have life and life what? More more
4: more abundantly.
1: abundantly. And people who are not living in that abundance, they crave it. And God gives us that as the church as an instrument to reach people.
3: Right, right. And, you know, I wanted to make a point that these women, um, when Jesus came to Mary Magdalene and and said, go and sin no more, Uh who was by his side?
1: Mary Magdalene. Who was so
3: dedicated as his disciple and was there at the the crucifixion, anointed him with oil and after and waited for him. And he showed her and said, go and preach. You know, to all the world, right. uh, who I am, and she was so dedicated. If if these yeah. women and these these all these workers just get it that that you know that that's what Jesus did, they need to know that how yeah. much He loves them. Right. It was the love. The oh yeah, He showed them that love. Yeah. Right.
5: Well, yeah. well yeah. And he, yeah, and He saw their hearts. I mean, right. He saw just like you guys were talking about the last show about the the champion in their heart. Right. And and so you know, if they were capable of doing what they were doing in sin just imagine what they would do when their hearts rescued Amen. right right Amen. That's, what, that's what
2: happened to me yeah yeah,
6: yeah. me too <laughs>
2: let's start asking let's ask,
6: let's ask the hard questions now how do we equip the church to make the sex industry a mission field what do we do
2: One of the things that I feel would really work would be for pastors or leaders to actually call out those in church who have experience with the sex industry Mm -hmm. and raise them up to be leaders of small groups. Okay. For example, they should get up. My pastor used to get up on a Sunday and call people out. If you have experience with this, oh. we want to equip you. We oh, want to train you. Amen. So I feel like the pastor is anyone, we want to reach out to prostitutes. Yes, you can say that word in church. Amen. And we want to reach out to the sex industry, to the strippers, to the prostitutes, any woman who's selling her body for money. And... Um, and we're looking for you. If you have a level of recovery, we don't want you to be scared to come to us. We want to work with you, and we want to make you a leader. Send, send these women who have this experience to workshops where other ministries, there's a lot of prostitution conferences um, where they're actually ministries come together to encourage each other and how to do ministry. They um, have, like, roundtable discussions about what are you doing. You know, equip them. They do the same thing for children's ministers. And everybody else, they send to, like, children's ministry conferences. So why not send it to sex industry conference? She'll come back, start her ministry. The church can support her. And then I also feel it's important to have a mother ministry in the church that Uh can come alongside the sex industry ministry. And and they can even do something cute, like call it M&Ms, where they're sweet. And they won't melt in your mouth. They won't melt down when they're in the presence of a sex industry worker. Right. And, you know, um, that, that these mothers would, would say, because a lot of women who help me say, what can I do, Shelly? I want to help. I don't know how to act or talk or what do we do. And I said, all I want you to do is just love them Amen. where they're at and teach them. Mm-hmm. And Amen. so I feel the mother ministry said, listen, we're going to get together once a month and have a, um, we're going to work in the kitchen. I'm going to show you how you cook or what appliances you use, because I knew none of that. And and so that's kind of my thing, um, to have that mother ministry come alongside.
6: Mm. I don't want to leave our listeners with, send them out to conferences somewhere. I want to leave them with something specific. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So are you willing to do a conference or workshop like that, Shelly?
2: Absolutely. If I found some people who would support me, I would throw a conference together. I would invite, I have a lot of ministries of sex industry ministries already that would come to the conference and be part of it. And And I'll help you, Shelly. Okay.
1: Yeah, well, so will the Blazing Grace show. Yeah. I don't know how yet, but yeah. we will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, is a, this, this is an on-air meeting. That's right, that's right.
2: I would not only equip the sex industry worker on in how to build teams, because I was taught how to be a, I was a children's minister leader in my church that I recovered at for about uh, seven years. I was a team leader, but then I became a one of the— um, department heads over, and this is like a 5,000-member church, so they made us be equipped in uh, teamwork, yeah. and uh, de- being a team player, and how to be a leader, and how to encourage and motivate. So I've really been trained, actually, in leadership, right. and so I would like to train the sex industry worker who has some recovery, some amount of recovery in the church, equip her in how to be a leader, not only that, but also equip the women of the church how to mother, yeah, and how to do that in a ministry, and right. even the men how to father. And uh, there's, if we all became mothers and fathers to these women, I'm telling you,
3: we would build champions all oh, yes. over the United it, States. You know, Shelley, what you're saying is so true. Just for example, Kathy Smith, when after the funeral, she sat back and just sat at her little table at the at the after party and just waited. And I would send her the girls that I knew were ready, and she'd pray them in, and they loved her. Mm-hmm. They were like, she, you know, did she used to be a working girl? No, she's a mama. Mm-hmm. She yeah, loves these girls. She does girls. nothing mm-hmm. about it, but mm-hmm. she has a, she's just That's a right. mama. Right. Right. We, she we don't them. need working right. girls to be our
2: right. mothers. Right. I need mm-hmm. I need moms who raise their kids right, right to mother Right, yeah.
1: right. absolutely. Yeah. So you're saying basically, uh, you know, if, if you're a pastor, then um, it's important for you to feel comfortable IDing ex-workers. In fact, uh, Forget about feeling comfortable. Just be brave, okay? In, in faith, why do you read God's word? <laughs> I don't. You say th- say it through a bulletin if you can't say it from the pulpit. But go ahead and say, "Listen, we need people who are who have been through the fire and who have come out of uh, pornography work, who have come out of prostitution, who have come out of strip clubs or uh, escort services, to come to the aid and to show kindness to those who are still in it." Okay. And then yep. we also the next step is is we need to equip those people. Yes, so yes. pastors, you know, we, we need you to step up to the plate uh, and be the church to the least of these. Cuz remember when got what happens when God says that when we minister to the least of these, all right? We we are blessing him directly. Amen. And Jesus
2: okay. says, "Those who love can ask whatever they will, and it will be given them." You they don't understand the kind of blessing that I have on my life because I'm willing to get dirty. I'm willing to help anyone who comes along my path. Right. And a lot of Christians, they they have problems, and I think, you know what? I really think that, that God is kind of turning his head to you a little bit as far as the blessing area is concerned, because you are sitting in your pretty little life not helping anyone. Right. It really right. is about helping others.
1: Now tell us a little bit more. You talked about this last show, Shelley, but tell us a little bit more about how Christians should not or uh, treat the, the, the ex-porn uh, workers' industry, how should Christians not be approaching these people?
2: Do not approach the girls and say, how can you degrade yourself like this? Don't you know you're better than this? I mean, these we have to approach them from a positive love. Sometimes words just get in the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not equipped to talk to a prostitute, a stripper, or a, a porn actress, then don't do it. It would right. be better to go to your pastor and say, I have a heart to help them. What do I say? I don't know what to do. Do not write them letters and tell them that they shouldn't degrade themselves, that they're ruining families are ruining lives. You do not know how traumatized and mentally ill mm-hmm. most of them mm-hmm. are. Right.
1: Absolutely. Right. Remember, their best thinking got them to this position of doing <laughs> these things. That's so good, to, wow. to, to reason with them is not really a bright idea. I mean, No, no, no sure. offense, not that they're not intelligent, but the bottom line is is that like you said, Shelley, we're talking about people who often have mental health issues. Yes. The bottom line is it's not your job to fix them anyways. It's not your job to talk anybody out of their sin. That's the Holy Spirit's job. It would be
2: better to bring a meal over and say, I just want to tell you that I love you, and I'm right. here for you. And a lot yes. of times, they just need to talk. Yeah. And it it is it's called long-suffering. My husband has long-suffered me. Can you imagine? I already like yeah. to talk. Imagine he listened to me going, blah, 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 bla. yeah. this is so hard, and he would be like, yes, Shelly, I'm here for you. He was really a, a an ear to listen to me vent all the pain I'd been through. Yeah. So that's another thing that, that people could do is when you come into contact, take an interest in their lives because no one ever has.
1: Right, right. I mean, that's just a simple kindness. Remember that song yes. we sing in church sometimes? It's your kindness, Lord, yes. that leads me to repentance. Right? Yep. It's, yep. it's your, your goodness, goodness that of I the desire. These
2: men and women to repentance straight out.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So being kind. Okay. And then, what do you think about? I mean, would it be better for Christians in general to try and approach people to get them out, or should they just go through you?
2: I don't believe that Christians who have no experience at all with this, with these type of workers should mm-hmm. go straight to them, not even pastors. Mm. It would be better to contact a sex industry ministry in your area. I'm not the only one. Surely you can contact me, and I'll be glad to help you. I even really have a vision to write curriculum right. for churches and pastors to help them. Yeah. Um, but there are many other ministries. There's lightdancers.org. There's outofexile.org. Uh, on my website, I have many sex industry ministries uh, resources there. If in your area, go look and see if they're in your area. And if they are, go to them and say, how can we help you? So you need to go search. Pastors really need to seek out those ministries in their area. Um, there's Beauty From beautyfromashes.org mm-hmm. in Florida, big, mm-hmm. awesome ministry. Her, her husband's even a, um, a leader in Teen Challenge. So they really have worked with these people. Wow. Okay. And they do outreaches. Go find those ministries in your area and ask them, how can we help?
1: So for your project of bringing ex-workers into your home, um, you've you are you've got a vision, Shelly, for um, homes for people that are in particularly the San Fernando Valley to come and, and, and as a, like a rescue mission. And so you need people to step up to the plate and offer their homes. Uh, you need mm-hmm. space for, you know, like a, a, a center. You need people to help out financially. And we mentioned, by the way, everybody, uh, then in the last show that if you... Uh, give to Shelly, uh, and you can find her address at com. That's S H E L L E Y L U B B E N.com. Uh, you can send checks or money orders to her at uh, PMB uh, Box 33 Coffee Road, number four in Bakersfield, 93308 and she will actually we as the blazing grace show we will match whatever funds come in for the months of, months of uh, march and april to get this ball rolling because the bottom line is christians we have to put our money where our mouth is. And, and also,
2: I want to make a plea to churches in the L.A. and Hollywood area. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written some of them, and they really haven't given me the time of day. So pastors, mm-hmm. I'm willing to come down there and even hold workshops in your church and equip you how to reach these people. You're right in the center of the dirt in Hollywood and L.A. and San Fernando Valley, and I'm, I literally will come down there and uh, for free. Okay, I'm not even asking you to pay me or anything. I will come down there with some other girls and equip you like for a, for a night, have a service where we can reach out and tell the church, Here, here's how you do it. So please um, contact me, and I'll be glad to do that.
6: Amen. You know, as I'm listening to all this, what comes to my mind is that we have an issue in the church that one-third to one-half of our pastors are uh, viewing pornography. And there's another, you guys mentioned a pastor who got fired for admitting that problem last week. Yep. I mean, we have. There's another dark shroud. We need to. to we need to bust right, open in the right, church too. Right,
5: Well, yep. you know, I'm thinking of Second Chronicles seven fourteen. One of my favorite scriptures, just to help guys through their own recovery. Mm-hmm. But if my people, which are called by my name, do four things, I will forgive their sins and heal their land. And the four things are: humble yourself, pray, seek my face, and repent. And for the church to really become the salt. And I, and I sense it. I sense that that's happening. I sense that we're on the move. Yeah. But We still got to get cleaned up. We still got
1: to humble ourselves. We still got to seek God's face and we got to repent. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at the Old Testament, the number one area that God judged his people, whether they were pure or impure, was around sexuality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, particularly sexuality of men. And so, what we want to do as a church is we want to get as serious as God is about this issue. Uh huh. Okay? Because sexuality is so close to our soul. It's so close to us mentally, emotionally, physically. It is the way we connect.
2: And I really believe that the church would reach out to the sex industry workers, Mm -hmm. that those men who are addicted to porn, it would break them. They'll be in the church going, oh my gosh. Because let me tell you, porn addictions. There's only about 2,500 porn actresses, and I don't know, maybe how many prostitutes? Well, in Vegas, there's a lot, but there's a lot more people addicted to porn than there are the actual workers. Right. So in your church, there's probably, what what is the statistics, like 48% of uh, people in church are viewing pornography. Mm-hmm. Imagine you've got a sex industry ministry going on to help the workers. You don't think those men would... Then be able to say, you know what? I got a. This is too much conviction for me. I, 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 have been part of this. I've been a consumer of this. I need help.
4: Yeah. Right. I Absolutely. really believe.
2: I have many men who who are hiding their secrets. As soon as they meet me, forget it.
1: Right. Absolutely. Out. Absolutely. I right. right. see somebody's
6: right. daughter behind all the mess.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and a, a godly woman. I mean, Shelly. I have people listen to your sh- your shows here on our our ministry um, broadcast. And by the way, we're on iTunes now, so you can. Tune us in on your podcasting, uh, uh, MP3s, and things like that. Um, but I have them listen, Shelly, to your shows because I want them to have a person to the to the object. In other words, the yes. the images that they've been objectifying don't have a name. They don't have a personality. They don't have uh, any of those things until they meet you. Yeah. And so, and that's another a thing. I know, Shelly, Annie. I know we've said this before, but uh, I, I never want to forget to uh, just repeatedly uh, and symbolically ask for forgiveness for you, from you two. Uh, because I think as leaders in the church, we need to be constantly uh, repairing what's mm-hmm. been damaged. Mm-hmm. So I hope you know, on behalf of all those men out there and women who have looked at pornography and used you indirectly or have used prostitutes, uh, I hope you guys can forgive us.
3: You. Yeah, we forgive
1: you. Well, we receive it. Yeah, thank you. We need it. Yeah. And by the way, let's pray for folks out there who are, you know, not only trapped in these areas, but who are trapped in judgmentalism. Right.
4: Amen. You know what right. I
1: mean? Yeah. High-mindedness. Yeah, there are so many people out there that are are they've got a message around this stuff. That it's the wrong message. It's a message of condemnation, yeah. you know, and that doesn't help anybody. But I want to get back to um, talking about your guys' ideas in terms of reaching out to um, to sex workers in terms of making it a mission field. Um, when you think about other mission fields out there, what are the similarities that this population has? to those other mission fields. Okay, so you've got like orphans, right? We hear uh, just about every day, uh, support World Vision or support uh, Compassion International, Mm -hmm. sponsor a child, sponsor a child. Um, What are, maybe just take that one example, what are the similarities between those mission fields that are already in place and thriving and this one that we're trying to get going?
2: Well, we're basically doing the same thing. I'm trying to rescue children because
1: mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> they never
2: had the opportunity to grow up because they've been right. surviving the whole time. Right. Um, it's no different than um, uh, we have to have finances. We have to go out. They need clothes. They need a car, a job. I can not tell you, I've gone around personally to businesses where I live because they've gotten to trust me, and I've actually gotten jobs for girls who have have agreed to go through a program that I'm actually working on over here. Yeah. And then I say, hey, PostNet, will you hire my, this lady here? Um, I feel confident in her, meaning they're not ready to work right away, some of them. Right. Um, but she's gone through the program now for a year. And so I work with businesses, gave her a job. She flourished. She, wow, she, was, great. Was, it, she felt such a sense of accomplishment, and she did fantastic. I went in at least twice a week to encourage her and go, you're doing a great job. I would go in and mentor and go, hey, hey, uh, work on the gang talk. Hmm. You sound funny when you go, yo, what's up? I go, let's try this instead. <laughs> Hi, may I help you?
4: But
2: hmm. hmm. so really, I did do that for this girl. Right. It really helped her um, that, that I was just able to stop in and do that. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel that. Um, but see, a lot of people, like my husband, he's just a nice Christian man who really doesn't know anybody. He goes, hey, when that girl comes in our house that we're going to help, we'll just get her a job. And I go, well. We need to see where she's at, Garrett, because I guarantee you, I, I, it would be really hard to work right away in a normal job when you don't even understand how to use body language. Mm-hmm. The whole time you have to understand these sex workers know what to do one thing.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: so we have to teach them not to lie anymore. We have to teach them um, to love themselves, how to carry themselves, how to talk there has to be some kind of level of recovery before we just throw them into jobs.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. Hey
5: Shelly, for the listeners, or Shelly and Annie, can you guys uh maybe give us some of the demographics of uh of a woman who works in the sex industries, what her home life was like and and so on and so forth, what her background might be like?
3: Go ahead, Annie. You know um everyone's story is different but usually it stems from child abuse
4: mm-hmm.
3: and uh not being not feeling loved and right. and you know running away and you know either the parents were too strict or they were too lax there was no balance in her in the the child's life and and they just end up you know selling themselves and doing drugs and you know, uh, stealing and whatever they do, they need to survive. And there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on. Right. So, you know, with the, with the child itself and, you know, I, I call it adult children because there's still children inside yeah. they are mm-hmm. not healed. Right. And, and see when like, you know, Shelley, you know, is working or helping these other people and I've been helping these other girls. What I'm seeing is there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on. Right. So when we give out to these women, it taxes our spirit because we give so much yeah. and, and we really need that that Support other people, and, and uh, you know, um, oh, to yeah. understand that this is just not a okay, you're gonna get saved, you're done, you're ready, you're cleaned up, okay, get in the church. Right. It's not that easy. No, right, it's right. not that easy.
1: Well, as we're winding down, uh, what is easy is the Bible says, pray on all occasions. Yeah, so why don't we just go to the Lord right now? Yeah. So, will you pray with us, Father? We want to make this, uh, this population a mission field mm-hmm. because they are your children. They're children of the living God, Lord. So we ask that you would direct our steps, Lord, as we partner with Shelly and Annie to reach out Mm -hmm. to this population of sex industry workers. Lord, we ask that you would set prostitutes free. Lord, we ask that you would set porn workers free, Mm -hmm. strippers free, Lord, even now as we speak. And Father, may we as a church partner with people like Shelly to give generously. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you amen. do want to, gi- yeah. if you do want to give, go to ShellyLubin.com. dot com. Again, the Blazing Grace Show will match all donations up to a thousand dollars for the month of March and April. Or you can send that directly to her at PMB Box thirty three, sixty, seventy seven Coffee Road, number four, in Bakersfield, California nine three three zero eight. Tune in next week when we have Stephen Arterburn on talking about his new books. Healing is a choice. Ladies, thanks for joining us. God bless you.
3: Thank you. All right.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning into this edition of the Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive we ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. To one. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at blazinggrace.org. That's B-L-A-Z-I-N-G-G-R-A-C-E dot O-R-G forward slash radio dot H-T-M. On that page, you'll find a downloadable copy of this show. Or you can visit oneplace.com under Ministries. Look for Blazing Grace Radio. If you want help resolving a sexual addiction, You can call Rob McIntyre and Jason Graves toll-free by dialing 877-590-SOL. That's 877-590-7685. Desiring for a specific subject to be covered on Blazing Grace? You can tell Mike Janung what you want covered by emailing him. That email address is mike at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more Blazing Issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening. May God shine His grace upon you.